Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Abraham Lincoln said, I believe the Bible is the best gift God has ever given to man. All the good from the Savior of the world is communicated to us through this book. We are praying through some of our culture's very favorite parts of this, quote, best gift God has ever given to man today. Welcome. I am Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a broadcast where we use God's own words to both honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in the rest of the world around us. This is episode 196, and we're going to pray today through some of those beloved verses. But before we get to that, we're going to begin with a bit of worship. And the verse for that, this is kind of an unusual uh, unusual verse to choose, I suppose. It's uh, probably not a common one that you're used to hearing <laughs> as compared to all these other best loved verses that we've been going through. This is Ezra 3.11, and the situation is, is um, Israel kind of in the midst of this return from exile, and uh, they when, when they were exiled out of the Holy Lands, away from Jerusalem, the temple was destroyed. And so they have uh, begun to rebuild the temple at this point. And the verse says, With praise and thanksgiving they sang to the Lord, He is good. His love towards Israel endures forever. And all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. So let's use that this morning as, as part of our springboard for worship. Would you join me? Father, uh, sometimes I think it's so interesting that the not only the situations that humanity finds itself in have never, basically never changed. Human nature is the same. Um, but our responses and some of these things that, that are, are written in Scripture are exactly words that I would, would use. You are good. 
for example, it is helpful for me to remind myself you are good. Part of your nature inherently is goodness. I think uh, Jesus said at one point that only the Father is good. Only God is good. It's truly good. And you are and not only are you the only one, but you truly are. Like, I can count on the fact that you are good. And your love towards Israel and towards me endures forever. That will never change. Nothing I can do, nothing I can say, nothing anyone else can do or say can keep your love from me. And for that, this morning, I am so very grateful I recognize this fact that you are not only inherently good, but your love endures forever. And it's not just kind of generic, unfocused love. That love is focused towards your people. And I am so grateful to be a recipient of that love. In response, we should offer praise. This great shout should go up from us because you have been laying the foundation of your kingdom for so many years that we are... um, we are both fruit uh, of seeds that had been sown a long time ago, and we are seeds for for future fruit as well. And I pray that as we praise you this morning, others would continue to praise you because of seeds that we plant. I ask that you would just sink this love and affection and goodness that you have towards us, that sink that knowledge deep in our hearts so that it is, it permeates everything that we do and say and however we respond to others. It is part of our reflection of your glory in the world. As we walk through these scriptures today, as we step into this time more completely, more deeply, I ask that you would guide and direct my my literal voice and my words, that you would help me to do and say the things that you want to happen this morning. Speak to each one of our hearts. We each need to hear from you desperately. We cannot do this life without you. We have no power to do so. So as we hear your word, Spirit, open it to our understanding. Give us receptive, listening, and obedient hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so this morning, or I guess this whole month, we are in the midst of this series of best loved verses, praying through some of these most popular verses in the Bible. These are Bible Gateway's top 25-ish. I say ish because there's I combined a couple, so I went farther down the list, um, of the most re- frequently read verses on their site and their app. And today's passages are kind of a mixed bag. We have everything from a gospel passage to a statement of our Christian identity and an instruction to Paul not to be afraid and to keep doing his thing in Corinth. And we'll end with a verse that has special meaning for me this year. All right, so the first verse is 1 John 1, 9. And it says this, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Kind of a a succinct uh, telling of the gospel message. If we confess, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All right, let's pray. Father, simply for this gift that you've given us, this gospel um, gift, 
that we don't have to earn, that we can't possibly get on our own, we thank you today. You tell us that if we confess the things that we have done against you, if we recognize that we have sinned against you, that we fall short of the glory of God, and we confess those things, that you are faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from our unrighteousness. We can see this not only as a gospel message, but also as this practice as that believers should be involved in daily, that we should be always confessing and repenting, or repenting and confessing our sins. And you are always and always will be righteous and faithful, forgiving us of those sins and cleansing us of unrighteousness. We can walk through this life clean and righteous because you are faithful, not because we can act righteously, but because you are faithful to cleanse us. And um, I guess I just ask that you would give us those that kind of heart, one that is quick to repent, quick to confess, quick to see where we fall short, quick to come back to you in humility and confession. I pray that would become not an unusual thing in the life of a Christian, not a dreaded thing, but a regular, consistent occurrence, something that we are so uh, look forward to and are grateful for because we receive your cleansing, because we receive your righteousness. Amen. Okay, next we have Galatians 2.20. And it says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. All right, let's pray. Father, this one, um, even when I dealt with it in, in the book, it's hard. This idea of what does it mean for me to uh, be crucified with Christ? What does it mean for me to kind of, to in the, in the words of another verse, take up my cross every day and follow you? What does it mean for me not to live, but for you to live in me and me to live consistently by faith in the Son of God because you love me and gave yourself for me? Like this in Christ thing is a mystery to us in many ways. And I ask for you to give us practical understandings as I walk through today, like this afternoon as we step into all of the things that we need to do this afternoon. What does it look like for me to no longer live, but for you to live in me, for to live my life in this body by faith in the Son of God, because you gave yourself up for me. Teach us what that means in very real very practical ways in each of our lives. And it will look different. And that's part of what is beautiful. You don't call me and give me authority in the same places that you call and give others authority. But together as a body, we can we can be your kingdom. We are your children, your family, your adopted sons and daughters, and we are crucified with Christ. Amen. All right, that was the identity one, if you didn't get that. (laughs) 
So the third one is Acts 18, 9 through 11. And this is one that I combined. This was three different verses on their list. Um, and they were all kind of next to each other, which makes sense because people will tend to read them at one time. This is Paul having, uh, having been in Corinth and what Paul's practice was when he came to a new town is he would visit the synagogues first and present the message of Christ as, uh, or as Jesus as the Christ, as the Messiah. If which was usually the case, the Jews booted him out as a blasphemer, he would go to the Gentiles of that city. That had just happened in Corinth. And he had said, fine, I will take my message to the Gentiles. And so then we come up to Acts 18, 9 through 11. And he says, the Lord said to Paul in a night vision, don't be afraid, but keep on speaking and don't be silent for I am with you and no one will lay a hand on you to hurt you because I have many people in this city. He stayed there a year and a half, teaching the word of God among them. All right, let's pray those verses. Father, Paul had certainly reason to be afraid, certainly reason to fear his life. He was, I I can't even recount the number of times his life was in danger, um, (laughs) shipwrecked, attacked, beaten, thrown in jail. His his life was a never-ending story of good reasons to be afraid. And you tell him, don't be afraid. Keep on speaking. Don't be silent, for you have many people in the city, and you are with him, and no one would hurt him. Now, you don't promise us or promise everyone that we will not be hurt, but you do promise that you will be with us also. That we can look at, uh, I think we had Joshua 1 9 yes, uh, in the last episode, this do not be afraid, but be courage, strong and courageous, which is ex- exactly basically what he told Paul here do not be afraid, for I am with you. We also can hear that directly from you that we have no reason to fear. Well, despite what the normal reasons look like, we should not be afraid. You are with us. And you will continue to be with us as we walk through any difficulty in our lives. So help us reach out for you. Help us learn how to not give in to fear. Help us learn to be strong and courageous and take refuge in you. Help us respond as Paul did when we have a situation where we feel like, I'm afraid this is dangerous and God has put me here. Help us to continue to do what you have told us to do. He stayed there a year and a half teaching the word of God. And I pray that as we look around us and we see whatever mission field you have prepared for us, whether that is our our children or our family, or whether we speak to millions of peoples in stadiums, help us to continue to stay and continue to speak the word of God in those places. Let us be the person you have designed us to be in the callings that you have given us and continue unafraid in your presence. Amen. All right, last one. A thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. This is Jesus speaking in John 10.10. And I love this verse so much, I'm going to read it again. A thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. And you may not be able to see it because of this. Here, I'll up a little bit. This is a necklace 
that uh, comes from a company called The Crowning Jewels, and they have a series where they um, sort of, uh, they choose a word to engrave on on the necklace, and they may have bracelets, but I think their necklace is all. Um, and then they send that to you with a postcard of what, uh, what they felt like God was telling them to say. And I do one of these every year for myself as just a treat and, um, yeah, just a, just a gift to myself, a Christmas gift to myself. And this year, the word was life. And this was the verse that they uh, shared with me and some thoughts about this. And so this has special meaning for me. I'm still unpacking it this year and I'll continue to do so. Uh, but when you see this necklace on that, that's, that's what it is this morning. It's related to this verse. So let's pray. Actually, it's, it's interesting, Father. I don't think I've actually done this with this verse today. I've thought about it. I've meditated about it. I've read about it. But I don't think I've actually prayed this verse, which is <laughs> silly, really, if you think about it. But here it goes. When we think of thieves, they sneak in. They have bad motives. Their aim is to harm us, to steal from us, to take things that are ours, that are rightfully ours, and to kill and to destroy Jesus, however, is the opposite of that. He comes and gives us life. And he doesn't do it, sort of drip it out in little pieces like, here's a little bit of goodness. He overflows us in abundance. We have life in him in abundance. Living water, never ending, exactly what we need in abundance. When we think about where we turn to give ourselves life, (laughs) <laughs> to, to, for sustenance and for joy and for uh, strength, uh, we often run to things of this world. Um, and who is the prince of this world but the one who comes to steal and kill and destroy? Instead, teach us to look to you, Jesus. Teach us to find our life in you, to live our life the way you would want us to, the way you have prescribed in your, in your word and in your communication with us. And I pray that we would find abundance, not in the manifest me a million dollars kind of abundance that the world gets caught up in, but in your presence, those things. And I'm thinking um, what comes to mind is the fruit of the spirit, this love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, these, these things that we have access to because you are in us and you are with us. And Spirit, you are alongside of us, and we daily have access to unlimited amounts of those things, unlimited amounts of life. That is true abundance. And I pray that we would recognize that and that we would, um, <laughs> what wants to come out of my mouth is, is work our lives, work our faith out in such a way in, in the, the walking around kind of um, practical application of it, that Spirit, you have so much freedom to move in our lives, that we take control uh, away from ourselves and give it over to you, and Spirit, let you do what you want with our lives. Give us life in abundance. Help us to hunger and thirst after righteousness and after your presence. Help us to turn control over to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
That's it, friends. That's all the verses for today. Thank you so much for being with me today. If you're here either live or on the replay on the Grace on the Gravel Road Facebook page, we'll be back again on Monday. Look for uh, the schedule to be released um, either Monday or Monday plus another day next week. I'm not sure what that schedule is going to look like yet. I don't have my next week worked out, but definitely on Monday at 10. If you're a podcast listener, subscribing to the show and sharing it with a friend helps others find us and pray along with us. And it's something that if you have found it helpful for yourself, sharing that with a friend uh, would help them too. So we are brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road. And my heart is that as we do this, we would grow in our faith, in our uh, use of scripture in this purpose, that we would uh, th- these conversations that we have with God would become richer, for the words that we are using from these verses. Pray that he'll answer them in mighty ways. And most of all, that you would fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.